shame on me for only reading paragraph one and not paragraph two of the Wikipedia, because under the section that is titled Decline, I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. <laughs> We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we talk about, oh, we, we the, the line changed. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives. <laughs> we take time out of our busy adult li- Listeners, this is the how the sausage is made where we copy and paste the same show notes every week. So if something gets left out. First of all, I would be hard pressed to find a podcast that does not do that. Yes. Yeah. For real. I mean, it's so true, but like. Oh, this is this is the shit I listen to. Anyway, so we're talking about comic books, video games, and how the real march was the madness we made along the way. All right. <laughs> well, friends, we're about to, speaking of March, sneak into the fourth month of 2021, and we have gone this that's, whole year that's without April, doing a sidebar. Well, sneak yeah, into but, the fourth month. Yeah, it is March. He's good. So we're about to sneak into the fourth it month. Che- he checks out. Now, as much as we've enjoyed cranking out these commissioned flavor texts, commission yours at patreon.com slash debate this cast, our brains are tired and I'm still working on my 10 chapter dissertation on Ghost Rider. So instead of sneaking into the fourth month sans sidebar, we're going to sneak in a sidebar here at the end of March. Do you see what I did there? What the fuck are I, you doing? I don't are you a, is know okay? if I saw what you did there. Are you having a stroke in real time? And speaking of sneaking. Do you smell toast? Today, I want to talk about the times one of the cursed brands tried to sneak an ad in front of our soft gamer eyes. Product placement is one of the most... Now you see, I saw everybody uh-huh, realize in real time. It. Yep, uh-huh. Most... Uh, product placement is one of the most prevalent forms of advertising in our American capitalist hellhole. From movies to TV shows to books and even radio shows of old, advertisers have never been afraid to fill our happy escapist paradises with thinly veiled psychological attacks on our wallets. So, joining me today to talk about their favorite examples of product placement in video games are Kyle, Tom Hanks in a two-hour FedEx commercial, Harper, Todd, I'll take my luxury car propaganda shaken, not stirred, Thomas, and Andrew, Sonic the Zillow Hog goes to Olive Garden, Henderson. I forgot about Got it. that. I totally forgot about that. Oh yeah. my god, you know the one movie that we saw in theaters in 2020? <laughs> that's the last movie I saw in theaters, man. Yeah. Well, it's the last movie you're ever going to see in theaters. Theaters are dead now, man. Well, Back that's not what Black Widow says. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I'll raise you, I'll, I'll see your Black Widow, and I'll raise you a Morbius and a Venom. Those movies yeah. were DOA. Those it's movies true. were never happening. They, they were looking for an, an excuse to kill Morbius. Let's be They real. all sighed really loudly as the world crumbled beneath COVID. Well, they're also in the um, the Gambit Freedom Bundle that comes with uh, the Gambit movie and the Black Adam movie. 
Sorry, all those movies and Channing Tatum specifically. <laughs> well, now that our, our dumping on B-list Hollywood actors has concluded, put on your best Don Draper and tell me. I don't know if that's a reference. I've never watched Mad Men. So do you want me to explain ad agencies and PR firms? Oh, God, please don't. No, I can't. I can't handle that. Todd again. understands them now. <laughs> tell me all about your favorite example of product placement in a game. Uh, let's start with examples that are more in the background of your gaming experience. Uh, so give me those good subconscious subliminal goodies. The ones that came to mind immediately for me when you mentioned like subliminal ones and, and subconscious ones are um, Nintendo and Sony managed to cram in Nintendo and Sony products into every single game they possibly can. Um, every Pokemon game had... You know, your room features the most current console that um, Nintendo has released at the time of the game's release. You know, everything in the PS4 Spider-Man game that is an electronic has the has the Sony logo somewhere on it and is the the, you know, flagship Sony phone or or Walkman or laptop. Um, those were the first two that came to mind. But like any tie-in game to a movie is product placement for the movie it's a tie-in to so you know <laughs> that's pretty subliminal and then any shooting game the most popular of which like call of duty gets a lot of ad money from the military from the u.s military and um, any game that mm -hmm. features act you know any sort of accurate depictions of rank. I think rank is the big one. You're not allowed to um, use military ranks in your media property without the permission from the U.S. military. Really? And if they, I think yeah. so. Like the Weird. the actual names, like the official ranks, you can like, and, and the like official hierarchy. Yeah, the Pentagon has to approve it. All the Captain America movies were written with uh, alongside the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. Believe Strange. it or not. Strange. Um, yep. hmm. And, Didn't know that. And that goes true for video games, too. So any video game that has, like, U.S. Air Captain whatever gets gets military ad dollars. Huh. Interesting. It's, it's why... Sorry, Kyle. It's why um, Captain uh, Marvel was such a, like, Yvonne Niage Air Force. Yeah. yeah. Masturbatory. Why it took <laughs> the two-and-a-half-minute Air Force ad in the middle of mm -hmm. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Real quick, Andrew, I get your Ivan Niage quote, but is now that, I think we've said it on the air. A is that times. not a universal reference? Did I need to that explain reference? it just to make sure everyone does, because you have to realize that episode yeah. of The Simpsons probably came Simpsons out episode. 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw that for the first time when you put the meme in our Discord, like three days ago i've Got heard it. you say it and just kind of like yeah that, okay <laughs> it must be a thing <laughs> i laugh yeah. now that's the social construct it's okay so the reference uh, is that came out february 25th 2001 fuck so it's so 20 the, years old yeah the reference is it's an episode of the simpsons where barton millhouse and their friends do a boy start a boy band <laughs> and <laughs> one and one of the songs that they do they make a music video and it's like a bunch of like uh, belly dancers and they're singing the chorus which is Ivan at Niage but it's join the navy backwards <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. the boy band was like it, I think it was like something like it was paid for by the by the navy or something yep weird mm -hmm. strange yeah I just I just thought it was really important to get that explained before Thank we continue yeah, to yeah, say yeah, it's fair. Fair. <laughs> before Andrew Sorry. says it six more times now that it's in the, the lexicon yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. 
I'm I'm done. It's Todd's. Can turn. I real quick? Well, real quick to Kyle. Um, I am a grown man who never realized that Nintendo likes to put their own products in their games so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see it now. And and you know, I I very obviously saw it with the um the Breath of the Wild that I didn't play in the Sheikah Slate, and obviously yep. like that was just aggressive, and everyone was like, okay, yeah, we get it. It was just the Switch, but. But, but given but like, old old runes instead yeah. of electronics. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they do it in every Pokemon game, too. Like, every game, mm-hmm. the first city you get to, there's always two kids like, we're so happy to be trading on our Game Boy Link Cables TM. Like... Yeah, I love that. That that was my favorite in uh, Gen Four, I think, where mm-hmm. it was like, and the GameCubes are connected by two link cables. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of weird too. Like I, I've never really thought of it as product placement, but every Mario Kart game has some arena with the console logo yep. on a huge billboard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I, the first one that comes to mind is the Wario Land on Double Dash that has the huge like GameCube billboard in the background. And I, the N64 logo was in Mario Kart 64. And I've never really put that together as product placement, but it isn't not. Well, and the first mm-hmm. time I recognized it as product placement came from like the Sony ones I mentioned, where um, one of when one of the Spider-Man movies came out, some like there was a there was a joke going around is like, oh, Peter Parker must have won like a Sony sweepstakes because he has $10,000 worth of Sony electronics in his room <laughs> that his single, like single working aunt couldn't have possibly, possibly bought for him, but he's got a top of the line Vio laptop, a, a Walkman MP3 player and, right. and like two playstations in his house. Like, like of course Sony is going to do that, but it, it does mm-hmm. it is product placement and it does like take you out of out of that bubble a little bit well so for mine um the example that i came up with for this like this level 1 product placement this entry level product <laughs> placement um for me definitely came from when i was playing nfl blitz growing up on playstation uh with nfl blitz and i don't know if it was just midway games but NFL Blitz, the uh, the banners along along the rim of the stadium were other advertisements for Midway games, like other Midway games coming out, like okay. Carnival, mm-hmm. like yeah. Carnival, yeah. So like um, that was the first thing that that came to my mind. Now that's been a bit more refined in the twenty years that have passed, and so um, the the one that I would refer to now is if you have played. You know, one of my buddies plays a lot of FIFA. And if you look at a screenshot of a FIFA arena right now in FIFA 21 or whatever they're doing right now, um, it's like Nike soccer, you know, Adidas, whatever else they're they're promoting via FIFA. So since 2017, 2015, like around that time, since around that time, um, those games actually live update and st- like actively Fuck. sell ad space um, because it, because it's constantly hooked up to the internet. Um, they are wow. constantly ch- selling and changing out the ads that are on the banners in in the stadiums. Yep. Well, that's probably incredibly simple to to fix yep. with the yeah. patch. One hundred percent games all the time. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of cool. Crazy. <laughs> And I think that that is a good example of like this exists and it doesn't impact your gameplay, but boy, it's there and you mm-hmm. look at it a lot. It it does, yeah. except 
all those games also show you an ad every time a loading screen pops up or <laughs> yeah. you need to swap a menu yeah. or something. It's mm-hmm. it's ads all the way through, baby. The one that comes to mind for me is a game called Fight Night. I forget which version it was, but it was the first one for 360. And it was the only reason I know about it is because we had it. One of my friends had it because it was like a launch title for the 360 or it came out shortly thereafter. And I remember specifically because they were trying to emulate like the experience of watching a sports mm-hmm. and it was like, and now brought to you by Burger King. It's the Burger King one minute <laughs> yes. highlight or yep. whatever, like that kind of thing. Awesome and terrible. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you, you have effectively like, I get what you're going with. And I like, I, I applaud you game developer. Cause like you've done the thing, but also like kind of fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also definitely. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's me then. So the one that actually just comes, comes to mind, I came here expected to talk about um, monster energy drink and death training which we're going to talk about that um because that was kind of what inspired this discussion my searching yeah um for i want to really quick mention uh super monkey ball did any of you guys play super monkey ball for absolutely i played Mm -hmm. super monkey ball okay okay so i i it just kind of unclicked in my brain but like every time you got a banana it was just like dole they were like dole bananas bananas. yeah yeah like i don't know why they're advertising fucking bananas in super monkey ball but like (laughs) all right (laughs) name me name me two other types of bananas chiquita chiquita okay one more after chiquita and yeah i got nothing okay giant eagle (laughs) kroger brand right yeah i i like i dole did not need to be spending those ad dollars to get their name on super monkey ball but like cool i guess like good for you man <laughs> that that rules um yeah so let's talk about death stranding real quick because that's like i said that's kind of what inspired this discussion today death stranding is a dumb stupid game that i love and uh one of the weird mechanics there's a lot of weird mechanics it's basically a hiking simulator it's absolutely a hiking simulator <laughs> which like for better or for worse uh one of the things you have to do is like you have stamina that is directly tied to your water consumption and you have a uh, little canteen that you can drink, and that's like replenishes your stana- stamina. However, that water is not water. Water, oh my god, <laughs> that water is not water. It is Monster Energy Drink, and and it is exclusively titled Monster Energy Drink, and it's written in all caps, and there's a registered trademark <laughs> yeah. because like they don't give a fuck because you know uh, legal just went to town on this bad boy. Uh, but it doesn't stop there, so it's like. You get the tutorial. It's like make sure to drink your monster energy drink, right? <laughs> My God, <laughs> but, but it's it's even better because uh, so Death Stranding doesn't really have like a like a hub or like a menuing system. What what happens is you can uh, you stay at not to get like super into the story, but like basically like Please when you go don't. to the different when you go to the different like main distribution areas, you can like request a room, and that's like your you go to sleep and like you can replenish your your materials and stuff, and sure. you get your like main menu or whatever. And and it does that like that dumb cinematic type of menu where it's like it's not just a menu you have to like make uh, your character point to different things and you can point to there's like literally like a stack of monster cans like and it's like in super high res and it's like you can read the ingredients on the monster can and you can just see like all it's like literally like they just took it's so stupid that's and you can like point to your monster energy drink can. It, I love and it. it's only it's only because it's monster that it like it reminds yeah. me I had because I had this game. There was a Splinter Cell game where like the first mission has you repelling from a giant neon axe billboard for axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And like like of course like who's playing Death Stranding? Who likes Monster right. Energy Drink? 
probably yeah. an overlapping Venn diagram. Wait, but like, which is why I wanted to talk about Super Monkey Ball because like that is not <laughs> that's <laughs> wild. That like, is buck wild. We're gonna advertise bananas. Like, all right. Do we cool. think that like in various stages of production of Death Stranding? whoever was the adult just would like take a week and a half off or like they'd be gone for like a quarter. They're like, Oh, what are we developing this quarter? Oh, the fuel system. I mean, I mean, they can't mess that up. Right. Like, yeah, they've, they've got that. Hideo Kojima has written himself into more of his games than he hasn't. Like, he, yeah. they, he does not give a fuck. And Death Stranding was like Hideo Kojima completely unchecked. Todd, the the, the thing you got to remove from your brain, too, is like it is it is not a failure in the eyes of these the people making yeah. these properties that yeah. the the refueling system is titled monster energy drink stamina can or whatever. Like they got <laughs> they got the check. They get to keep their their cocaine budget high. That's a win. <laughs> right. Like they right, don't yeah. care about the integrity of their art. Good time, not a long time, baby. Yep. <laughs> I'm just stuck thinking about Norman Reedus doing a classic like I'm contemplating life pose where he's like <laughs> one hand leaning up against the wall yeah. while the shower water falls down him. And it's like, select your next mission. He's like, oh, I got to think of my next mission. You know, that's real, right? Like, that's part I assumed. of You do that. Like, it. you absolutely <laughs> stand in a shower and contemplate your I mean, decisions. I didn't see it, but my mind's eye saw it, so I, I've yeah. seen it. And you yeah. can watch Norman Reedus poop. <laughs> that's important to me, the player. The game's good really good, you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Andrew's favorite game of the year. <laughs> Yeah, it's the normal. Well, if it weren't for bug snacks, it would be. Ooh, okay. (laughs) I have a certain amount of solidarity with Norman Reedus in that moment because I'm sure in filming, or I mean, filming, that's a weird word, but filming that video game. It's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that he drank an enormous amount of monster energy drink. And I've told this story before. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I like did a one month brand deal when i was working in radio with mountain dew gamer fuel like yeah, g you fuel do. oh yeah a and one month I, g fuel cleanse dude so it was the biggest paycheck i've ever received in my life and i would do <laughs> anything they told me and they told me go to walmart and drink g fuel and tell people how good it is and i said you got it coach <laughs> sure. and for a month i did nothing but drink yellow g fuel and like it was I felt unwell a lot yeah, of the how, time. How how was your pooping? Was it was it more frequent? Was it less frequent? Was it was it upsetting? It, dude, every every orifice of my body had a burn and an ooze all the time. <laughs> like it was just always bad. <laughs> Everything about it was terrible. Anyway, so I have examples of product placement in video Please. games. My first one is more of just like an Easter egg. Because, you know, there are tons of great examples of product placement in video games, but I had just talked about GoldenEye a couple of episodes ago and we did the Waluigi thing. And in all of my research for GoldenEye, I was reminded that there is an Easter egg in GoldenEye where you can find the VHS copy of GoldenEye <laughs> on a desk in a security office. Oh, wow. God. Yeah, they put the VHS of the movie in the game, which is like... dumb and weird and it's more of an easter egg than it is like a brand deal or product placement but it's real and funny and i think there i think there's a a voice line or something about it if you listen to some security guard i don't remember um you can't interact with it at all it's just like a fun thing to find but in the vein of sony and nintendo putting their own shit in the game like somebody was like hey we have this golden eye contract we should put golden eye in golden eye and they did and that's kind of fun my other example though of like 
background product placement that doesn't affect the gameplay, but baby, it's there, is I'll say a buzzword that we put to rest in 20, 2020, but Overwatch and just kind of <laughs> Blizzard in general. But Overwatch has a board called Blizzard World where it's nothing but advertisements for other Blizzard properties. Yeah. And you can oh. it, interact with a Hearthstone map and find World of Warcraft characters like Blizzard put Blizzard in the game so that people could play more Blizzard. Hearthstone is like a big, just a big like cross promotional game platform mm-hmm. for blizzard at this point they had they had a diablo like week where you would get diablo card backs and like did a special diablo based mission they've done starcraft more than once on hearthstone like yeah if, if we're talking cross promotion of your own stuff yeah blizzard's definitely up there yeah so overwatch is my example because it's the only blizzard game i play but like there are star what's the game i don't even starcraft. know starcraft. starcraft starcraft thank you there are starcraft the most popular real-time strategy game for like a decade yeah all i know of starcraft is that one time we talked about starcraft before an episode and we all said we'd never play starcraft that's mm. my whole experience but you know there are starcraft skins in overwatch there are diablo skins there are league skins like blizzard loves blizzard and just wants to give blizzard more blizzard so um before before we move on more i thought of because i'm i'm gonna be a huge wet bummer this whole time is um (laughs) any racer you play that has the official car name 100 paid product placement uh those those brands paid to have those cars put in front of your face for eight hours a day the gran turismo games come to mind because those games they were the first to have licensed cars Mm -hmm. and they couldn't show damage yep And then um, any shooter that uses the real names of the guns you unlock and use 100% product placement to get you more familiar and um, comfortable with the concept of those weapons in your day to day life. And killing people. And killing people. And murdering a man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Violent video games lead to violence in children. Uh, Comic book games, I would say, is the other side of that. Like, Yep, because, yeah. Like the old Spider-Man games, like the old Spider-Man for the N64, you, you could collect like Spider-Man comic covers. Yep. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what else probably used some good product placement? Um, Mark Davis's The Fishing Master. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the game. <laughs> Mark Davis's The Fishing Master. Can we go to the next question, please? <laughs> yes, we definitely can. Um, talking about uh, collectibles was actually a really good segue because it is cool to see like a billboard or a poster for a real world product in a video game. And it can be overdone super quickly when a game makes a real world product integral to the plot of the game. So I would love to know about some of your idea, like the most egregious examples of video game product placement that you are literally required to interact with. Um, so mine isn't required and I've got a different one that I didn't, that I didn't write down. That's not a video game, but it is gaming related. So the first one I have is like Mario Kart has that stupid Mercedes Benz tie in in Mario Kart. It's incredible. And I didn't know about it before this very moment. Yeah. Really? It's lame. Yeah. I didn't play that Mario Kart. Was that on, was that the Wii U one? It's the current one. The Wii U and the Switch one. Mario Kart 8. 8. Yeah, I've barely played eight, and I did not know this was so. Real. It was free mm-hmm. DLC on the Wii U, and and then it's just included like they're they're the some of the cars and wheels you can unlock normally in 
Switch because it's the same game. This is impossible. But it's <laughs> it is a Mercedes Benz tie-in for Mario Kart. So you've got your like wacky Mario Kart racers that like shoot goops and shells and banana peels at each other, driving alongside a real like there are three different ones you can unlock real mercedes-benz models like next to these with with a giant cartoon mario coming out the top like you've got like the the bullet bill rider the baby stroller Mm -hmm. and then mario's stupid dumb head hanging out the roof of this mercedes-benz and i can't get over this image um so that was the first one that came to mind with this question um but the one that is like real. I'm not going to be able to avoid interacting with it if I continue playing this game. Is Wizards of the Coast um, announced last month that they are beginning to tie in act- re- actual other franchises into Magic the Gathering, and that is starting with a Lord of the Rings set and a Warhammer 40k set. Not even, not even like like dipping their toe like straight in for the plunge they dipped their toe already with the they did the godzilla promos which were like they reskinned actual cards as godzilla cards and then they did the walking dead set of five cards which was the first like they are not reskinned cards they are unique uniquely named for walking dead characters and it was a runaway success so now so you're telling me we're gonna get norman reedus drinking monster energy as a magic, magic card together. yeah yeah 100 nice. <laughs> percent um until this point they'd only done it for super limited promotional cards that weren't legal in um competitive play that you would get at like a convention so like there was a transformers one that you like if you pre-registered for the convention you'd get the transformers magic card and there was a my little sure. pony one and it was cute and fine but these are going to be like competitive legal real ass sets that have like gandalf the white as a legendary magic so weird yeah yeah um and it's for something they've avoided doing for 25 years it's left me and a lot of other people with a sour taste in their mouth they gotta make them money you i mean it so wizard like magic is already hasbro's most profitable division by a a wide wide margin because yeah. they, isn't because they invented the loot box concept yeah, um, I, guess, I guess there's a lot more money coming in and out than dungeons and dragons yeah um but they they hasbro once more so now we're they're doing the yeah. the official tie-ins yuck what all and this isn't super related but what all is under wizards of the coast um Magic, Magic the Gathering, Magic the Dungeons Gathering, and Dungeons Dragons. and Dragons are the two big ones, and then they have it's a, it's a whole games division. So they have other mm-hmm. smaller games. Um, gotcha. Pokemon. Do they own Hasbro. Hasbro owns them. Gotcha. Yeah. That's it. Um, Pokemon, do do Pokemon was originally distributed in the U.S. by um, Wizards, and then it got too when it got too big, they they sold off the distribution rights to someone else. But it's not Wizards. Hmm. Cool. Um, they also apparently have a lot of magic properties. That's what I'm seeing. Okay, it's all magic spinoffs. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Todd, that uh, that moves us on to you. And the first thing you have written down here was one I also had thought of. So mm-hmm. I want yeah. you to at least acknowledge it now, please. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do the one that ma- that makes us all feel good and nostalgic than the one that is super weird. 
So uh, the first the first like more in your face product placement that I remember experiencing as a child was Tony Hawk. Um, when you played Tony Hawk, you get to customize your board. Um, back then, I don't think I realized that like the grip tape and the wheels and all that were like branded for specific companies, but they totally are, which makes perfect sense. I mean, if you are a skateboard wheel company and you know tony hawk's making a game you're gonna be like let me do well this. aren't aren't the boards all like tony hawk's brand like his designs that went on his boards at the time too like yeah i think that i think the designs are yeah he had like you know a line of boards and that's mm-hmm. that's Makes sense. that's skateboarding like sure you just yeah you you sold you you got sponsored by everything you wore and put on your board anyway so like why not put it into the game yeah i mean he uh tony hawk owns birdhouse yeah skating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was so much birdhouse stuff in the tony hawk pro skater games and like i think i think that it was such a push for birdhouse that like you had to unlock and purchase birdhouse boards because they were better yeah. um, than like <laughs> yeah. pretty oh, yeah. much everything else. I think after Pro Skater 2 or 3, it was like a product. The games themselves were a product of birdhouse. So like the birdhouse logo would pop up mm-hmm. in the opening scrawl even. like I feel like that might be real. The, the other example I have is way more wild, and I didn't remember this until we started doing some research for this episode, um, but I do remember this. So in 2005, EverQuest 2, if you remember EverQuest, like an online mm-hmm. game that mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still live or what the iteration is now. I don't believe it is. I had the demo for it, so I got just far enough to make a character and then never play because we had dial-up internet in 2004, (laughs) 2005. But in EverQuest 2, they started a promotion with Pizza Hut where you could, in the chat, type backslash pizza, and then a pop-up window would open, and you could order your pizza online in this pop-up window. No way. Shut up. But like, since this is still 2005... The person would still deliver a pizza to you and you still had to like answer the door and pay in cash. Like you weren't paying through like mythical yeah, currency yeah. in the game. Yeah. But this is a super real thing. Holy that cow. You could like I don't and I you know, I don't think this was the first iteration of ordering pizza online, but it was certainly the first iteration of ordering a pizza through a video game. So to follow up on that, Todd, um, on the Xbox 360, Pizza Hut was the first like non-gaming company to develop an app for of course a console so that they were the first pizza you could order off your xbox and that was a, like a big headline which is incredible yeah. knowing that the 360 <laughs> came out at a time when you could order a pizza from any device within your hands reach you know <laughs> yeah um but thinking that this is like I mean, just some of the images with the EverQuest like pizza promotion, like that you would see of an EverQuest character with a pizza really close to their face. Um, it's just wild to think that like who approached who? Yeah, right. like who came to yeah. who and was like, "Hey, we've got an idea for you." This is a hundred percent. This is a hundred percent Pizza Hut. I can't. You think? Oh, I was gonna say, I bet it was uh, Sony, um, who was like, "Hey, we have this functionality. Oh. Like, we need someone to pay for it." Like we yeah. have this functionality where we you can place orders in a cider game. Also, real quick, actually, I want to say, um, according to Eurogamer.net, as of 
September 2022, both EverQuest and EverQuest 2 are still active. Shut the front door. Damn. EverQuest has 66,000 subscribers. Wow. And 82,000 monthly active players. EverQuest 2 has 21,000 subscribers, 29,000 monthly active players. EverQuest 1, the oldest MMO, one of the older, oldest MMO games, more than 20 years old, still play, still being played today. Damn. Wild. Well, and they re they relaunched it within the last five years, I think, because it was a big to do on Reddit. And because now you mm. can play it, you can play it on your phone in browser and it's right. the same game. Now, are we talking about EverQuest? We're we talking about RuneScape because I know they oh, just did a relaunch of RuneScape. I'm thinking RuneScape. Never mind. They did RuneScape. EverQuest is just, it just exists. Yeah. Because um, ever, but that makes sense. I mean, EverQuest is like N64 era graphics. Mm-hmm. Like it's really yeah. gross. Yeah. And it's like some pretty old archaic MMO. Yeah. Stuff. Runes, RuneScape will get advertised to you if you're anything like me periodically on Facebook. It'll be like old mm-hmm. school RuneScape. Yep. And you're like, yeah. who is this for? That's what the answer is. It's for my wife. She used to play RuneScape. This is for my wife. <laughs> That's really. Funny. Yeah. Bully her next time you see her. <laughs> I, we will do that. Andrew, I want you to talk about your oh, stupid thing. Boy. That you yeah, talk it's about. Final time. Fantasy 15. Uh, so I've mentioned this on the show a couple times. I think Final Fantasy 15 is a very dumb, stupid game that I've 100% and I hated it every single minute. <laughs> it's I have a I have a very sordid history with this with this game. One of the most egregious parts of this game, and like one of the three times where I was like, "Fuck off!" Actually, like like playing it, threw down the controller, like stomped around your apartment at the time. It it was it was similar to when I was playing Kingdom Hearts three, and I was just like, "Get eat eat my asshole, eat my whole fucking asshole, Tetsuya Nomura." So, um, okay, so I won't get into the history. Final Fantasy 15, I mean, it was in development for like eight years. A lot of people, like, just Google it, people that are listening. This it, is the drive the started, car one. This is the drive the car one. Yeah, it is. Uh, it started as Final Fantasy 13 Versus. Uh, it was announced in 2015, 14, I believe. So it had a six, seven-year development cycle. Very, very sorted history. It changed directors. Tetsuya Nomura was attached to it. Then he got kicked off because he was dicking around with Final Fantasy 13 versus. Um, well, at one point they and they just they had to do a ton of rewrites. They they never the game is not finished. The game like kept having they kept having to to create more and more DLC. They made like a side movie. They did a bunch of like a fishing game. Like they never fucking finished the game. And it like as when you're playing the game, like it's so clear like things are just like they had you can tell like they spent a lot of time on figuring out how to drive the car and make it fly but like they couldn't finish the story right <laughs> um and so there's all these like weird things that happen one of which and you're you're kind of walking through one of the main towns because there were only two main towns and you uh you're like you get healing it's kind of like earthbound and like you get healing items through food and you just like go to a vendor and it's like the cup noodles logo right you're like oh that's weird okay that's and, and you know what again like it was 20, 2018 when this came out, 20, 2017, 2018, I don't remember. 2016 on the P- PlayStation okay. 4 and Xbox, and then Thank you. 18 for everything Holy else. Holy shit. So yeah, 2016. So um, then it must have been announced in 2010. Uh, so just like, this happens, right? This is a thing in games. Well, as you go through, progress through the game, there is a side quest that like gets thrown at you. Like you don't, you don't seek this out. Like it gets, it gets shoved down your throat called the perfect cup. <laughs> Uh, Final Fantasy 15 features your four main characters. They're the four bros. You play as Noctis and you're hanging out with his three best friends, Prompto, Gladio, and Ignis. Gladio is like the big burly, like your tanky character. He's, he talks like this. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm just I, I transposed the scene because it's like a minute long. I'm going to I'm going to link it in the show notes. But like, it's fucking wild. Um, so Gladio Gladio like stops. you. He's like, hey, Noctis. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, you're talking to him. He's like, we should go get some cup noodles. And he goes, uh, there, there's nothing else like them. They're easy to make whenever you've got a craving and they're delicious to boot. I'll never forget my first time. And then like there's like the quest. And so you're just like, this is just the idle chit chat as you're like running through the town. Right. So like there's a cutscene that plays and like Gladio literally like stops Noctis and turns around. He's like something dawned on me when I was on my own. There's a point where he just mysteriously leaves because they plan to make a whole DLC with Gladio and they never released it until two years later. Anyway, um, great. Any, any food you make tastes better when you use good ingredients, right? Then, then if you take, then if you take something already delicious like cup noodles and add in the finest, freshest ingredients, what do you get? The ultimate flavor experience. So I asked, I ask you, Noct, what's your favorite ingredient? So then the the uh, the quest can go and it can branch off in one of three ways, and you pick either meat, egg, or shrimp. And you go and fight. You go <laughs> and like hunt. This is a thing. Yeah. This no, all this exists. And uh, you go and you hunt a different monster based on the cup noodles ingredient you're going to make. <laughs> this is a sin. This yeah, is a it's, goddamn it's, war it's crime. The I hate this worst. so much. It's the fucking worst. So you do the quest. It's not the best part. This is the best part. Okay. So you do the quest and then and then like the wrap up dialogue, they're all just sitting around a campfire eating their, their stupid cup noodles. And Gladio goes, you know something? Going through all that trouble to make our own custom cup. It's made me appreciate cup noodles even more. And uh, Ignis is like the the group chef. He's like, he's very proper and prim. He's like, perhaps we truly can't improve upon perfection. And then Gladio, it's not about finding the single best ingredient. It's about crafting that perfect blend of meat, egg, and shrimp. That (laughs) harmony of flavors is key. Uh, Prompto is like the goofy best friend. Yeah, you're right. Makes you appreciate how delicious these noodles really are. And then uh, Noctis, the main character. I know I sure do. It's a whole commercial. <laughs> I hate that. It's a whole my goddamn god. commercial. Oh my god. It was like, they literally, like, Tatsuya Nomura was just like, here, cup noodles. Like, here's the keys to the car. Just write us a quest. And that's what they did. And you have to do the quest. I want to know how much cup noodles paid. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. To a lot. force you. Like, if it's a lot. I'm more okay with it than if it was like, yeah, here's five thousand bucks. Put us oh, I in bet your it game. was an no, immense I, amount. I'm sure I, it was. I guarantee you in the that, millions. Yeah. Well, it was. We were talking before we recorded. It was like this was like it was like Chuck and Subway, like season two or three of Chuck and Subway. Like this game wouldn't. I imagine this game wouldn't have existed if yeah. not for this cup noodles deal. Probably not because this game was just on. It was a dumpster fire, fire going straight to hell. <laughs> and they like they needed to get some money back fast so that they could just finish the unfinished game. So like yeah, it, I, I imagine this quest had to happen in order for us <laughs> to have Final Fantasy 15, and it fucking sucks. Now Andrew, did I see a really good Photoshop, or do you get a like a weapon or a skin from yep. completing this a, mission? I believe you get a cup noodles helmet or something like a hat. <laughs> Incredible! Uh, it's terrible. Oh, I love it. I love it so I mean, much. Much much like Matt and his gamer fuel. I want to be clear, I would sell out. I would sell out hard. <laughs> yeah. I would sell yeah. out super hard. If it didn't like have any negative consequences on other people, which like 
debatably, the morality of pushing gamer fuel and aggressive <laughs> cup noodles quests might hurt people, but I would sell out. One of the so more tame things it. you could chill for, I think. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if yeah. we're shilling, like, game, game fuel and cup noodles are higher on my list of acceptable things. I mean, than, I don't than do a ton of energy drinks as is. I drink a lot of coffee, and if I drink an energy drink, it's probably something that's more, like not chemically enhanced but like if monster energy was like hey todd would you like to replace half of the water you drink every day with just monster <laughs> energy for five thousand dollars a month i would say yes i would yeah. say yes instantly and i would stop sleeping because to me that's what that's what that costs for me yeah i mean i'll i'll never forget the day that like my boss came to me in the studio of the radio station and said how do you feel about selling out for Mountain Dew? <laughs> I was like, well, I was born in 1993. My whole life has led to this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Every decision I've made before this this point has led me here. Yeah. Um, well, my my example is not nearly as egregious and ridiculous as a cup noodles quest. Um, but I want to talk about this game that I have in real person uh, called Nerf and Strike oh, Elite. My God. Yeah, so this is very clearly like a Nerf branded game, but that's not the part of this that I want to talk about. I bought this game back when I was doing a Let's Play YouTube channel, and I was going through this phase where I was really depressed in my job, and so I substituted happiness for going to the game store and spending 20 bucks on shitty video games. Can't imagine what that's like. I know, right? You can't buy, you yeah. can't, you can't find nor buy joy at the bottom of that that sale bin matt <laughs> yeah well you know there were some gems and there were some busts and nerf and strike elite sits in this weird situation where like if you want to play a hardest shit rail shooter on your <laughs> nintendo wii I may don't. i recommend nerf and strike elite an incredibly difficult rail shooter that is a wii exclusive uh and if you were asking yourself if it used motion controls the answer to your question is yes good but thank god what i want to talk about is that nerf and strike elite and well nerf and strike and then the sequel that i own nerf and strike elite because they did make two of these games came out to co-advertise for a new line of Elite Strike <laughs> Nerf guns. Of course it did. Yeah, and those great. Nerf guns had an infrared sight on them, a little screen that you flipped up to uh, like look through or whatever. And this game requires you to own the Nerf gun <laughs> so up. that you can read the door codes <laughs> by using your red piece oh, of plastic. That's oh, stupid. And if you off. don't have the red Incredible. piece of plastic, you can't open the door. Oh, that's so bad good. Nerf, another division of Hasbro. <laughs> I, I was going to make a remark of when do you think that um, Nerf will run out of adjectives? But... I, I think you're, what you've said is just a better line to go down, and that's horrifying. And so I, I said off recording before we started that I had all of my game examples in person, again, because I collect shitty old video games. <laughs> but I wanted to read you the line on the back of this box because I, when I bought this, didn't know I needed to have a Nerf gun. It says, use the lens to reveal hidden messages, enemy weak points, and more. And it doesn't 
say like that that lens isn't in the game it makes it look like oh. on this picture on the back of the box that the lens is in the game that's and that's that all sucks. it says except for right beside where it says and more it says nerf.ea.com where you can then buy that gun yeah. from ea's nerf website now matt i have a very like specific question to your situation personally did you buy this game new or used used I'm wondering if there was a promotion that like included the tiniest worst gun from that line for an extra thirty dollars. Like a, really, a really shitty monocle. Was yeah. it like a pack-in? Like maybe you yeah. buy it. It was like in a box, and it was just like attached to the box. I think what we're probably missing, what most likely happened, is this game is designed for real fans, Matt, and so <laughs> real fans, real fans would have known. Yeah, and. Just just calling it like you I just feel. outed yourself as a fake Nerf fan, a fake Nerf fan. Um, I mean, I guess that's what I am. But it was like for all intents and purposes. I mean, it's a, a rail shooter ass rail shooter. It's got a Nerf branding on it. But if rail shooters are your game style, this game is not bad until you get to the doors that let me remind you, you cannot open without this plastic peripheral. Is there a workaround? Can you get like any old red lens and red gel and just look through that instead? The answer to your question is probably I can tell you that we just like basically it's a door code where like there are 40 letters on the wall. Yeah. And it just has you know like if you look through the red lens you can see which which form of letters lights up it doesn't take long to figure out that every door opens with a code word and it's there are 40 words and there are yeah like there are only 40 letters and there's only four full words in those letters so Mm -hmm. you just guess and shoot until you get there but gotcha i was pretty upset when i realized i had to buy a nerf gun to play a stupid game (laughs) Well, now that I need to run to the store and buy a Nerf gun so that I can play this game that I've reminded myself I haven't finished, uh, we're going to take a quick break so I can do that. At least that's the headcanon that I'm playing in, and we will be right back. Hey, everyone. Sorry if you were expecting the Wii Shop music. Lucky for you, there are like a thousand and a half covers on YouTube and Spotify and wherever else you stream music. I'm here today to tell you that we would like to fill this slot with something other than the Wii Shop music. We've sort of reached the point with this podcast that we would really love to take on a sponsor or two. And we're not looking for your quips or your lawnmowers or your purple mattresses, although I would very much like at least two of those three things. I'll let you decide which two. We are looking for indie creators in the nerd space just like us. We're not trying to get rich off this show. We just want to help spread indie nerd culture around the globe. So if you are someone who makes dice, if you are an artist who takes commissions, if you have a video game or nerd or comic related brand, we would love to run an ad for you on the show. We've put together some sponsorship packages and we've made sure to keep the price point low enough that people like us would be able to afford it. So if you have any interest in advertising with us or you know someone who might, shoot us an email and get in touch at debatethiscast at gmail.com. Welcome back uh, from the product placement in this podcast. Yeah, podcast. you went to go. Product you went placement. to go buy a, a gun. Yeah, that was <laughs> not a was gun. A, meta. a Nerf gun. Um, we put an ad in our 
podcast about ads. There's something there. Anyway, uh, before we go, I want to take a quick moment to talk about games that don't contain product placement, but literally are product placement. So let's stop and acknowledge our favorite branded video games. Kyle, go for it. Um, I'm so glad I get to go first because I get the best one. And that is um, this (laughs) in 2006, Burger King released three games for the Xbox and Xbox 360 that featured their mascot at the time, the King, which was this like stone abomination, abomination, (laughs) uh, like, yeah, it was a, a masked person with like this this deliberately creepy king mask on the greatest ad campaign of all time the greatest ad campaign of all time um, the kind of caricature that you would like race around the bases at a minor league yep. baseball game mm-hmm. for fundraising yeah. yep absolutely yep. um they released three games pocket bike big bumpin and king sneak <laughs> or sneak Bumpin'. king i'm sorry um all for the xbox and xbox 360 for $3.99 each. They were the cheapest Xbox and 360 games available at the time. What a sell. You pay four dollars to get an Xbox game. Like that kind of rules. And I'm pretty sure if you bought if like for the first month, if you bought like a value meal, you got them for you could buy them for two bucks through Burger King sure, or something. something like, that. Yeah, dude. like <laughs> um because that's the kind of stuff Burger King was doing. Um they are legitimately fun games. Um they came out in 2006. We were still playing them in like my college dorm my freshman year, two, three years later. Like they were legitimately good, like put well put together games. We were joking before we started recording King's uh, Sneak King. I keep calling what calling it the wrong thing. Sneak King was the per- spiritual precursor to Untitled Goose Game because you just <laughs> snuck around as this big headed mascot and caused mischief. Um, not unlike a certain goose from from our favorite game of last year. So that's my that's my favorite one and then like like the Need for Speed series in general is just targeted product placement for all the cool cars you get to drive and that's very those are good games that are product placement top to bottom and that's fun too. But the Burger King ones are are my real answer. Those Burger King games were so good. It it so was like good. a phenomenon. Yeah. 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 I remember like, I mean, that was before the word like, oh, this is just a meme was like really in the the Mm -hmm. world's lexicon. But like, I remember those coming out and everybody being like, oh, this is a joke, right? Like Burger King made their happy meal, happy meal toy this month. And it's in the shape of an Xbox 360 game. But they were good (laughs) games. And then your friend with like a little too much money bought one and you played it and you're like, oh, my God, this is actually fun. Like I'm having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the ones that came to my mind that were like product placement, the game, the experience, at least the ones that I played. So you go way back um, and there's like seven ups cool spot where you played <laughs> as the little like cool spot character mm-hmm. and you jumped around. And then one that I actually played um, that I remember not being terrible was McKids, the McDonald's game. Was that like an adventure game? Yeah, so it was an adventure okay. game kind of felt not terribly unlike um, Super Mario 2, where you would just like run and like jump and you could like pluck items and throw them. Okay. Um, and like if you watch the gameplay, it doesn't look terrible. But the two that I want to talk the most about were uh, a staple for everyone, Chex Quest, 
So yeah. that's like yeah. mid nineties. It came in a game of check or it came in a box of checks. Um, it was effectively like riding the wave of Wolfenstein and doom. Um, and it was a fully functioning first person shooter game. I've got good news for you. They've, they've done more. It's, it's back. You can buy, <laughs> you, you can, it's all online now. It's an online game and you get, you buy checks and and put in the codes and you get like in-game currency or like my god to unlock the next sec the next area or whatever but it is it is back and and i remember whatever gas station i was in and saw the bag of checks with checks quest is back on it with a big <laughs> sticker and, excellent yep because mm-hmm. they know that all those people that played it you know 20 years ago now oh, yeah now have kids that like yeah, checks like, oh, and, yeah. and yeah. games yep um the last one though a bit more uh a bit more wild so called yo noid <laughs> i don't know if you guys remember the noid truth be told uh domino stopped using the noid by the time matt was born that is not <laughs> a joke that is actually the reality yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. they stopped using the noid so for those who have been uninitiated the noid was this like goofy looking man in a tight red outfit who was a bunny looking creature that was always trying to steal pizzas and uh, dominoes thought that this was good for a mascot and it wasn't because it was weird it was like the first like ad campaign that worked because it was so off-putting like it was yeah I specifically remember being a baby um, and my sister telling me that the Noid could sneak into your house at night. And I did not have a good time with that. Um, But anyway, Yo Noid. So the storyline for Yo Noid, um, it's a it's an adventure platformer in Yo Noid. Wild creatures led by Mr. Green are running amok around New York City as they cause havoc. The mayor of New York, who canonically at this point is David Dinkins, in case you're curious who the mayor of New York was in 1990. He calls upon the Noid to stop his evil duplicate, save everyone and give him a massive pizza award because that's all the Noid really wants is pizza. It looked fine. But I just thought it was funny that like one of the last outings of the Noid was this game. And then Domino's was like, you know, guys, we do you know why they ended it, Todd? Because I I knew why I know knew why they ended it before tell, we started. Tell recording. the story. I tell feel story. like I feel like I heard it before, but you go ahead. So so the Noid actually ended before I was born as well. So Matt, it's, this isn't just a dunk on how young Matt is. Um, but in January of 1989, a man named Kenneth Lamar Noid. Oh, I who see was it. mentally ill thought oh, no. thought the the Noid campaign was like there a personal yeah. attack, and he took a Domino's hostage with a gun and Jesus held the employees Christ. hostage for five hours until he got hungry, forced them to make a pizza, and they like snuck out while he was eating the pizza. But like after that, they decided it wasn't a good idea to continue the Noid campaign anymore. Um, so yeah, that is why the Noid campaign ended. Not because this one <laughs> of the off-putting character <laughs> of the Noid not like, selling pizzas properly, but an, oh an actual God. danger caused to Domino's employees. I am. Um, I'm looking. So shame on me for only reading paragraph one and not paragraph two <laughs> of the Wikipedia, because under the section that is titled "Decline" <laughs> is in bold letters. <laughs> 
Kenneth Lamar Noid. So, um, ooh, but it does look like he made a brief return in 2009 on some t-shirts. Yep. The the Noid, not Kenneth Lamar. Not Kenneth Lamar. <laughs> yeah, um, the Noid was horrifying. There was also a second Noid game where you played a pizza boy carrying a pizza, trying to not let the Noid drop water balloons on you, because obviously a water balloon would ruin your pizza. Um, sure. And he's dropping them from an airplane, oh. which in reality would just kill you. So in in 2017, there was a a sequel to Yonoid made called oh, Yonoid Two: Enter the Void. Oh, <laughs> I, great. I've closed the I've closed the the Wikipedia page, Kyle. I can't go back. Man, irony is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Andrew, tell me your stupid thing. Speaking of drugs, uh, let's talk about Big Pharma. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, oh, is that yeah, what we're doing so today? We already covered that, military propaganda. Yeah. Did you guys know that Big Pharma had a Super Nintendo game out in 1992 about type 1 diabetes? Is it, Shut do- up. Is it Dr. Mario? No, <laughs> it's not Dr. Mario, actually. It's called Captain Novelin. Um, <laughs> Captain Novelin, uh, you, so listeners, if you're familiar with this, you're pro- you most likely are familiar with this because of Angry Video Game Nerd. So for a while, um, some like, like the game Pepsi Man... Uh, this is one of those games that is like a staple of YouTube gamers to like to guffaw at because it's it's laughably bad. It's terrible. And it came out in 1992, um, sponsored by Novo Nordisk, a pharmaceutical giant known for their line of uh, diabetes insulin. Um, Novolin was their first non-DNA star, uh, featured insulin. So this is a very, very old type of insulin before the current type of insulin that we have now. I worked with diabetes for four years. Um, anyway. Uh, My mom is a type 1 diabetic. 100% okay. uses Novolin. Like, yeah, I, uh, I, looked, Novo. I looked it up. Or does she use Novolog? That's like... Uh, I don't know. I looked it up. Yeah, it I, this, these bottles look very familiar, though. Yeah. I, I, so, yeah. okay. So let's talk about Captain Novolin. So obviously, that it's named for Novolin, which was their first brand. So the deal with type 1 diabetes versus type 2 diabetes is children, uh, you are, if you have type 1 di- diabetes, you were likely diagnosed as a young child. And the major difference, if you don't know, if you're listening, the major difference between type 1 and type 2 is type 2, it used to be called adult onset diabetes. That is more your body has your lifestyle, your has kind of like the things that you eat, the, cons- the things that you've consumed, the exercise that you've done has like trained your body to not be able to produce insulin or to produce insulin less type one diabetics cannot produce insulin. Their bodies have never been able to produce insulin. Uh, so those are the two major differences. That's why they're called that. Um, so for kids that are diagnosed with type one diabetes, they have to learn how to regulate their sugar intake, which is not something that most kids have to figure out because kids just will eat whatever. So there is a lot of education that's required for a for a young type one diabetic, and they have to learn to notice the signs of like being hypoglycemic. Like it's a very you know it's a very important thing. So this game came out was sponsored by Novo Nordisk, but actually created by a company called Rava Systems. A company called Rava Systems, um, and the president had previously worked with medical companies before. So the idea is like they wanted to create an educational piece for patients. So this was created, I believe, with good intentions where like if you when you fire up the game, there's like a long list of like, here's like recommendations, like talk to your doctor. Mm-hmm. But like, here's some recommendations for it was all about training young kids, teaching young kids how to have a healthier lifestyle. So Captain Novalin was he, he he was like a superhero, like a diabetic superhero who had to, uh, you know, fight off alien invaders who look like junk food. 
he has to meanwhile captain novelin has to eat healthy meals to keep his blood glucose at it within a safe zone right so it's, it's like really it's very educational yeah it's very edutainment right this doesn't feel as good to laugh at as the other ones do andrew well and, yeah. and i'm actually like i don't want to laugh at it. i actually think this is like a really interesting idea yeah I'm, for I'm, sure i want to yeah. defend it i i don't think it's fair to like to, to make the yucks like it's funny because it's a bad game and i get that mm-hmm. um but i think it's actually really cool and uh nova nordisk distributed 10,000 free copies to hospitals which oh, nice. again is oh, very cool yeah right like it it very much has the same energy of that spider-man comic that everybody had that he had to fight off the anti-smoking like the dare the dare yeah villain. yeah yeah you, you guys just remember that comic you know you've had it yep um it, it's kind of like that so it's like one of those things for if you were a child at a very particular point diagnosed with type 2 diabetes you probably interacted with captain novelin at some point so i i think it's a cool thing that we really haven't seen much of i don't think um i i happened to be working in uh at for a hospital around the time the connect came out and there was like a good two or three years where um orthopedic units were using the connect as a type of rehab therapy Hmm. um and it just like it didn't it was like one of those things like i think like medicine and healthcare has always been trying to figure out how to make games work Mm -hmm. and i think like they haven't gotten that to that point yet they haven't really figured it out i think like there's definitely been some novelty things we've seen like we fit right we've seen Mm -hmm. the 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 current the pilates wheel thing for the switch like but they healthcare generally hasn't figured out how to make gaming work yet for for their needs well it wasn't until what 2019 that we got buff dragon monster ring fit adventure adventure that's what i meant by the pilates wheel thing i couldn't think of ring fit adventure yeah yeah that's when they perfected it yeah (laughs) So uh, Captain Lovelin, check it out. I mean, again, it's not a very good game. It's very silly, um, but it had, it had the best intentions. Cool. Uh, well, I have one more just to wrap us up here. And um, it is a game that like, you know, again, it's product placement, the game, but it's not a bad game. Like, it's fine. Uh, and that is Razor TM Freestyle Scooter. And my favorite thing about this is that TM is on the side of the the game case. Like, it does not just say Razor Freestyle Scooter. It is Razor. Don't you forget, we're a brand because it's trademarked Freestyle Scooter, uh, which I think is pretty fun. <laughs> but Razor Freestyle Scooter is just like any tony hawk game or that like disney skateboarding game that somebody in our friends group all weirdly had uh unless that missed you guys but um that ain't me dog nope uh, bummer but my fun thing about the razor freestyle scooter is like while the game itself is pretty decent and again like it's just you you pick one of 10 kids and then you pick your color of razor scooter and then you you and go you do, scoot around the skate park yep you go do some tricks some of those tricks are named after razor and other like razor hmm. attributes but my fun thing about razor scooter is that the back of the box description is written in a like very bland size 12 sans serif font with zero personality every punctuation mark is a period and like it looks like somebody (laughs) wrote this in you know the razor's brand office on the way out the door was like oh wait we need something for the back of the case friday at 4 p.m gave it to the interns to do (laughs) i thought i would read you the back of razor freestyle scooter uh, and i'm gonna do my best to read it the way that i think it was meant to be read as it was typed perfect (laughs) razor freestyle scooter is the opportunity to take your scooter into the fun box control urban thrashers who cut through massive radical environments 
Perform tight tricks like heel flips, candy bars, can-cans, and supermen. Add to the time bar by pulling off fat, P-H-A-T, fat, pulling off fat air on insane ramps and half pipes. Grind ledges, high-flying wires, barrels, and benches. Collect tokens scattered throughout each level to unlock the coolest parks and characters. That's the back of the box of Razor Freestyle Scooter. (laughs) Feels like the right energy. Someone put the word fat with a PH on the back of a video game that came out in 2000. Yikes. (laughs) That was 100% written by a 64-year-old man. Um, yeah. who, who had a list of terms in front of him. Do you him. think somebody like originally made a draft with FAT and then somebody else struck through it and like with a red pen was <laughs> like, no. <laughs> well, someone someone made it big and he's like, no, 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 I know what the kids yeah. I know yeah. what they want. They want They're that fat. Yeah. They want that fat air. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, it is that meme of I think it's Steve Buscemi, yep. like the hello fellow, fellow youths. Like yeah. that is the back of this case. Um, but the last thing I have about Razor Freestyle Scooter is that while the game itself is fine and the back of the case is written by my grandfather, <laughs> the soundtrack fucking ripped you guys. It? <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody had played a Tony Hawk pro skater game and got nothing but the fact that the music had to be good. Uh, and so it's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs. It's all by like random punk bands you've never heard of. But if you are into skate punk and music a la Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, this this uh, soundtrack super rips. Um, hmm. Sloppy Meat Eaters is a punk band that I'm a pretty big fan of because of Razor Freestyle Scooter. <laughs> like Excellent. Amazing. Yeah. Um, X number five is also really good. I like had a couple of their albums on my iPod growing up because of Razor Freestyle Scooter. And last but not least, if you haven't looked at the case of Razor Freestyle Scooter to see the face of fear that the kid has, <laughs> it is something else. Just a, a kid scooting in the void. It is the most 2000 stink cover. <laughs> oh my God. This is like the guy that did the background like text he got his his grandson, who's never been on a scooter before, <laughs> to go off a ramp that's just a little too big. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. what I have for my example. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has anything. I Andrew, you mentioned Pepsi Man, which like is a game we don't need to yeah. talk about, but needed to be mentioned in the product placement episode. Yeah, for sure. Anything else from the peanut gallery before we wrap this one up? I love this. Um, I think it is incredible how far we've come and yet how much more room we have to fall. (laughs) Like this is one of those spaces where both the ceiling and the floor are so far away. Yeah. Like, I don't know which one we're actually closer to. I think we're actually in this like weird period of like not too egregious product placement because there's Mm -hmm. more money to be made on jamming your game full of loot boxes than like product placement although you could look at all the tie like all the marvel tie-ins and stuff to like fortnite as the new era of product placement which oh, totally. is very yeah. real and happening yeah see also any mobile game a new yeah. a new product placement each month like it's 
very right. very uh, real and I happening think there's still. there's new ways that games can keep themselves relevant and a bit more income positive without having to immediately just hard sell out um but i do think those avenues still exist mm-hmm. well and and you know fifa's still selling digital yeah. at digital ad board space on on their digital soccer stadiums in wild 10 million homes across the world like insane absolutely insane well i think on that note of games selling ads inside of their space uh, it is a perfect time to wrap up this month's sidebar so thanks for listening in to debate this you can follow along with the arguments on twitter facebook and instagram at debate this cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. While you're trying to distract yourself from the impending doom of late-stage capitalism with podcasts, consider checking out our new show. We started a Disney Plus watch-along podcast for the new Marvel shows called The Plus is Loose. By the time you're hearing this, all of our WandaVision episodes will be available for download, as well as the first few episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so check it out wherever you get your podcasts. If you're into that sort of thing. And if you are curious, Plus is spelled exactly how you think it is. It is just loose with a P. <laughs> oh, man, that doesn't get any easier. No, it it doesn't go down smoother anytime. No. We're in like month three of saying it and it's not getting better. No. And finally, if you'd like to score some bonus content from both DT exclamation point and PIL, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash debate this cast. Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. Um, I'm Kyle. Drink a verification can, Harper. (laughs) I'm Todd. Sponsor me, please. Or don't, I guess. It'll be bad either way. Monster Energy, Thomas. Uh, and I'm Andrew. BetterHelp is out there. That's www.betterhelp.com. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.